It's the Coffee Hour, Thursday morning. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Gulseth. <laughs> making noise in studio. <laughs> I do that just as much. Fidgeting. Yeah, I do that all the time. I'm a tactile learner, so I'm always fidgeting. Yeah, pretty much. Thurs- I can't sit still. <laughs> <laughs> it's that music. The music makes I you know, move. It does. We'll Th- just blame it on that. Thursday morning, what, uh, what coffee do you have this morning? Jamaican. Oh, Jamaican coffee. It's my favorite. This is, this is a new for the program. I don't think you've don't, mentioned Jamaican coffee on the program. No, yet. I don't think so. It's a medium roast. It has a lot of flavor. Medium roast. Yeah. Ah, I have no idea what that means, but that sounds delicious. <laughs> it's really good. <laughs> thanks to our friends at Concordia University, Wisconsin. Fantastic folks there. And uh, thanks for supporting the coffee hour here on KFUO. Find them in the underwriter section at kfuo.org. Uh, great guests in studio. We always have great guests. We do. Fun guests here in studio today. I uh, get to tell stories, uh, tell life stories here. Um, Chaplain Steve Hokana, Assistant Director of Ministry to the Armed Forces for the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod. Can't wait to dig in. He's an interesting person. Can't wait to dig in and I hear know. his story. Chaplain Hokana, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. It's great to be here this morning. I see you were uh, finishing off your coffee. What uh, what kind of coffee do you have this morning? I drink a coffee made by a veteran organization called Black Rifle. Oh. And it's probably one of the best tasting coffees in the world. It's called Black Rifle. It's a veteran owned and a bunch of vets work there and they crank out the best coffee you've ever had. Black rifle. Black rifle. Are writing notes. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Are there are there rifles by other colors? Oh, I don't know. Black rifle could be the meaning of a particular regiment uh-huh. or organization oh. within the United States Army. I don't know. Yeah. So Good it's stuff. Veteran owned, and what do you like? How would you describe this coffee? I'm learning more about coffee. I'm, I'm a <laughs> random coffee drinker. I would call it uh, robust. Uh, it's got a wonderful smooth taste. Mm. Uh, it doesn't have any kind of acidic aftertaste at all. Mm. And it's just wonderful. And it gets you ready for the morning. I mean, you are, you, if you're not careful, you drink too much of it, you can see tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> so I'd, I'd, that may be kind of a, a, a weak endorsement of a great, great coffee. <laughs> I'm going to have to try this now. <laughs> and, and I'm intrigued. You have your, your specific coffee cup that you drink this out of, too. I, I do. Today's a special day for me. This is the second anniversary of my retirement from the oh. United States Army. 26 years of service. A uh, total of 31 years with the Army, but 26 years as a chaplain. So, yeah, I have a, a mug of the United States Army Chaplain Corps with its motto, Prodeo et Patri, which means for God and country. And also, I, I wore my hat in. I, I told you, Andy, I was going to threaten you by wearing a hat. So <laughs> I brought in, I wore my uh, U.S. Army veteran hat because I'm very proud to be a veteran of the United States Army and a chaplain and a pastor of the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod. Well, congratulations on uh, the second anniversary of your yes. retirement. Yes. <laughs> uh, so... Was chaplaincy something that uh, that you had always kind of thought about, or did this kind of just happen? Or what what was your journey into chaplaincy and with with the military? Uh, thank you for that question, Sarah. When I was a, a little boy, I've always wanted to serve God. I've always wanted to be a pastor. Then I went to a friend of mine's home, and as we went into the house, next to the door was a symbol of a fish, the Christian symbol. And I said, "Well, that's pretty cool." I said. Uh, I said, what does your family do? He said, well, my dad's a chaplain. I said, wow. I said, what's a chaplain? And he says, it's somebody that serves God in their country. I said, whoa, 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 wait a minute. You mean you can do both? You could serve God and your country? He says, yeah, that's what my dad does. He's a Navy chaplain. And I said, wow, how do I get in on that action? And so many, many years later, <laughs> four years of college, four years of seminary, three years as a parish pastor, I qualified to be a chaplain. 
And so I came in. Yeah. Wow. That's yeah. awesome. And that, I don't recall, it's, it's sad, but I don't recall the chaplain's name. However, that chaplain also helped another Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod chaplain as well, uh, named John Woolrobby, uh, to mm-hmm. become a chaplain. Yeah. Interesting. I never met him. John Woolrobby served under him. Hmm. Yeah. So it's a small world. Yeah. What attracted you to to service military service and and um, the idea of being able to serve serve your country as well as as well as being a pastor? You know, Sarah. Sometimes it just comes down to patriotism, the desire and love for a fantastic, wonderful country that we have, and that was really it. But at the same time, uh, I always wanted to serve as a pastor, as a chaplain. So because of that, you know, I saw just the wonderful marriage between the two. So it was always a driving desire, a passion, uh, and it's something that I've always wanted to do um, ever since I was the youngest of age. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Stories from your life as a chaplain in the Army. Yeah, one of the things about being a chaplain is is, uh, you're placed in all kinds of situations. And uh, I wanted to share with the readers... Uh, the readers, the listening audience, something that I'd written. But first I wanted to say to all my veterans out there, thank you for your service to our country. Uh, We are so blessed to have you. It is your service that allows us to sleep in our beds at night without worry of some uh, evil force to come and take over our nation. So to you and also to your families who anxiously awaited our return, uh, we give thanks to you. Yeah, I wanted to share a vignette from uh, an experience I had in combat. Uh, This is when I was quite a young chaplain. And just kind of describe a little bit of what it was like, at least for me, just one story, one short vignette. And so I describe combat as visceral. Mm. It's violent, with vivid sights, sounds burn into your memory, and smells burrow deep into your nostrils. Combat assaults your very being to the core and stays with you for years. That is not to say Christ isn't present or God's redemptive love is absent. It comes up in places you do not expect. As we were preparing for offensive operations, the combat support hospital received word that two attack helicopters crashed into each other and then plowed into the desert floor. We were expecting the worst. We trained for the worst, so we were ready. The wounded came in. There was dust, shouting, blood, and at the same time, the clear presence of God. One can never forget the screaming in agony and the moaning by the wounded. The triage doctor was raising his voice and putting things in order. After cutting the clothes off of the wounded pilot, it was my turn to provide ministry. i never seen such horrific injuries. There was blood everywhere, bones protruding out of his skin. One of his legs resembled more of a pretzel than an appendage. As the activity was swirling around us, I became focused on him. I went over and held his hand. He, he looked at me with all of his pain, hurt in his eyes that went all the way to his soul. His eyes, his eyes, and then he said to me, Chaplain, Chaplain, please make the pain go away. Almost immediately, I hear the head doc in the ER point to the pilot and say, he can't have any more medication. He needs to go to surgery as soon as we get his blood type. Chaplain, do what you can. So a God moment came over me. Faith took over rather than instinct. Training or triage, it didn't matter. Early that morning, I read Psalm 4. Answer you, O my righteous God, give me relief from my distress. So I cradled him as best I could caressing his forehead with my hand like you would a little child. He was a big man. I got real close, so what I said was nothing more than a whisper above the shouting, running, organization, mayhem, combat support hospital. I said, I'm here, and I won't leave. May I share with you what comforts me? 
He was in such pain, shaking, bleeding, leg in such a mess. So I prayed, answer me, O my righteous God. Give me relief from my distress. Be merciful to me and hear my prayer. Before I got to the second verse, his eyes closed, and he was in a deep, deep, blissful sleep. The surgeon who repaired his leg announced, from now on, we're going to give 20 cc's of the chaplain to all our patients in the ER. These men and women are heroes. The pilots, the techs, the doctors, everyone performed with the highest skill and saved the lives that day of four American soldiers. Mm. So that was just one little vignette. So part of the experience you have as a chaplain who serves in the United States Army. 20 cc's of the chaplain in the ER. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's what they said. Yeah. yeah. Um, you will have an eclectic and variety of experiences as a chaplain. That's what makes military ministry so fun. You'll run into infantrymen uh, who will get out and they'll grow in years and be successful businessmen. You'll run into folks in, in the hospitals that I've served in, and they will serve their time, and they'll get out and be doctors and nurses, hospital administrators. Uh, you'll run into folks that have been in logistical units, and they will leave, and they'll be corporate execs for Target and Kohl's and so on. So it's absolutely amazing, the people that you serve with, and those that are in your listening audience as well. Mm. Uh, many and most are very, very successful in what they do once they serve their time in the military. The, the, the story that you just shared, every day wasn't like that, but those were, I'm sure, a, a significant part of, well, I don't know, was every day like that? <laughs> well, when you're, when you're in direct combat action engaged with the enemy, uh, it, it can be. Mm. It, wow. it can be. Uh, there's a certain point in one of the combat operations where as I was walking through the hospital, of one of the medical techs said, hey, chaplain, would you like a hit of oxygen? And I said, why would I need oxygen? And he says, your lips are blue. He, and I didn't realize that I've been up for two days. Wow. Oh, man. Because you work wow. on adrenaline alone. But then, yeah, you have to throttle back. You have to get that rest. You have to get a hot meal. Uh, you have to change your clothes. Uh, and then you go back at it again. If it's a combat operation, combat action. If it's not, you do have to get yourself into a regular cycle or a regular rhythm. Uh, yeah, we have just about one minute left. Uh, you mentioned earlier your path to becoming a chaplain, the, the education, the requirements. Uh, can you just give us a quick summary, just like thirty second summary of that path to becoming a chaplain? <laughs> yeah. What what that what it takes if if someone's interested in in becoming a chaplain? Well, a academically, four years of college, four years of seminary, and then three years as a parish pastor. But you have to have a heart for it. Mm. You can't mm -hmm. be a chaplain unless you love people. If you don't love people. Uh, you're not going to be a good chaplain. You're not going to enjoy it. You have to be willing to journey with people. Where can we find out more about uh, Ministry of the Armed Forces? I would recommend that you go on the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod website and just type out MAF, Ministry to the Armed Forces, and it'll go right to that. You can also call the 1-800 number of the International Center, and they'll push you right towards uh, our office. All right, 1-800-THE-LCMS. Very good. Uh, LCMS.org. Uh, check out Ministry to the Armed Forces on the website there as well. I think you can find a link for it at the bottom of the page as well. Ministry to the Armed Forces. Chaplain Steve Hokan, Assistant Director of Ministry to the Armed Forces for the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. Chaplain Hokan, thanks so much for being our guest. Thanks for sharing your story this morning. It's great being here. Thank you very much. Absolutely. We have another great story. Uh, a familiar voice here on KFUO we get to share in just a little bit. You're listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. Oh.